Hello guys, welcome back to the Endless Podcast. My name is Veronica and I am the host for you today. Uh, today we have a special guest. Um, her name is Stephanie Carter. She's with uh, Urban Urbanique Co. Um, in her Instagram. If anybody wants to follow her, I do give you the details on um, her uh, Instagram, but I will give them to you again. It's uh, Urbanique at uh, on Instagram. It's U R B A N I Q U E Co, which will be C O all together. And uh, I would say follow her. She always shares a lot of like informational character, uh, informational content, personal content of what she's going through, um, her journey, and you can follow her see what she does and she started her own little business which is amazing so I wish her the best on that but before we do jump into the interview I want to go ahead and remind you guys that if you want to be on the podcast or wish to be on the podcast you all you have to do is dm me on instagram at the endosis podcast that is the endosis podcast on instagram or you can send me an email at the endosis podcast at gmail.com and we can go ahead and set up an interview date and let's tell each other's stories. And um, we can definitely go from there. So once again, guys, let's uh, jump into this interview. And I hope you guys enjoy this interview as, as much as I enjoy every single interview I do. I get touched by every single interview. Um, I can relate to a lot of things on certain interviews and with Urbanique, Miss um, Stephanie. Um, I learned a lot from her and her story and it's um, it's amazing to to know uh, other people's stories when you have the same illness. It makes you comfortable enough to talk about what's going on and what's not going on in your own body and other people's body is like it helps you feel at ease at least um, in my personal opinion so hope you guys enjoy this let's go ahead and jump into the interview so here we go guys hello guys welcome back to the endless podcast today we have uh uh tips Stephanie Carter. I'm sorry if I butchered that. How do you say it again? I'm sorry. It's okay. Stephanie Carter. Stephanie Carter. Yes. And we have also have her, uh, which I would love you guys to do, is to follow her on her Instagram. She has a lot of informational. She shares a lot of her personal experience and what works for her and what can work for others. She started her own business recently. So she also has that on her Instagram. Her, her Instagram is... Uh, um, Urbanique, uh, U-R-B-A-N-I-Q-U-E, for those of you that want to follow her. Um, like I said, I would definitely recommend it. There's a lot of content that can help. Um, she's all about um, awareness and whatnot. So, But I will let her present herself. So, hello. And I'm sorry I butchered your name again. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay not judgmental it's okay um yeah so i'm stephanie carter and my business is urbanique and yes. I, I have my business page is um urbanique co co at the end yes so, with the yes yeah um so i am a endosis in the warrior um right now i'm currently in the route of stage four endometriosis okay. yes i am. stage four already oh my god mm-hmm. Yep, I'll be 40 next week. <laughs> oh, really? That's your birthday, your birthday party. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about yourself, aside from like the endometriosis before, like, what do you like to do? Do you like to hike? Do you like to, I don't know, bike outdoors, indoors, or what is it that you love to do? So I am an athlete by heart. Um, basketball is my sport. I played basketball, volleyball, and softball growing up. Um, high school, I played those sports as well. I Basketball is my favorite sport. Volleyball I fell in love with because I learned how to play and I became a beast. <laughs> oh, I um, That's amazing that you play basketball. Yeah. 
I do. I still play against my son. He doesn't like to play with me because he said I'm rough. <laughs> hey, it's basketball. <laughs> I thought you're not my son on the court. <laughs> That's so funny. You're like, I'm not, I'm not playing, I'm playing fair. Right, exactly. We're, we're here to play the games. <laughs> but um, I am a very crafty person. Um, I create a lot of different things. I am left-handed and we think in a different way with our mindset also. Um, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm me, I'm urban, I'm innovative, I'm a hairstylist, well, no, I'm a licensed cosmetologist, a multicultural licensed cosmetologist. Hi. Um, and I just recently, last weekend, launched my uh, professional organic natural vegan hair care line. Yeah. So you guys can go to www.urbaniqueue.co. That is my website. Check it out. The products are amazing. Um, we have men's stuff on there also. So. Yeah. And with endometriosis, we all need that. Um, Listen, okay. I make endo shirts too. I, I do make endometriosis t-shirts as well. I'm actually about to come out with the endometriosis uh, shampoo and conditioner line collection. Oh, nice. That's amazing. Yep. I am I I give it all to you because I've been trying my best to kind of like come up with like my own side business. Mm-hmm. I, I I do makeup now as a okay. I'm not the best, but I will become the best. Okay. <laughs> and, you that matters. <laughs> yeah, so I, it's nice to have your own little business that's going on. That's amazing that you do that. So you do uh the organic and you still do the awareness uh t-shirts right yeah i do awareness um the t-shirts i've done anything i can put that ribbon on (laughs) that i wear you know i try to incorporate it in a lot of different things just to bring it out and so that you see my nails they're yellow i know i noticed them and i was like endo and i don't know i didn't know if it was because of that but i was endo um my yellow two weeks ago my hair my daughter said you never had yellow hair so i had before this i had yellow hair insane representation um i just try to now that i know more about it um being in the stage that i'm in i do try to bring awareness to every area that i can with my business um mentally emotionally friends um family meeting people like you you know we don't have to necessarily be in the same place but we can actually have a conversation and it relates to the same thing yeah and a lot of people that are listening relate to what we're what we what we go through you know Uh, i believe your story is very 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 like and i can not stop saying very but it's very unique like everything that you've gone through the way you bring you present yourself and everything like i admire your strength Thank so you. Going and don't, as long as you don't lose that, like I think that we, we will be fine, you know. And sure. um, I, I got, I'm a big believer in God, and without God, nothing, nothing would be possible. Um, I don't know. I don't want to bring up religion, but I no, am, I'm here for it. Yes. And so there we go. We're on the same page then. Yeah. Sure. I I believe that you have to have a higher and I and I say it like in, in this in this way because a lot of people don't believe in God they believe in right. stuff. but well, I think I, that for endometriosis you always have to have your higher power that gives you that strength whatever it is but it gives you that strength and yeah. at least with me it's God is the one that gives me the strength and I said God my little baby but um, and you should know too you have your babies too so you know that they're the biggest strength you can possibly get but i love i love hearing about yourself i didn't know you like painting and all of that um but do you have those t-shirts on your website i do well so let's see i have them on it it may be on there i think i put it on there i'll check i'll get back to you on that because i know i updated my website yeah um people can kind of go back and forth and they can check they're there yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah That would be great. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what um I was gonna say, what do you do for work? But you just said you were co- you're a cosmetologist, licensed com- cosmetologist, right? Yeah, that I am. I um I was a logistics specialist, supply chain management for twenty uh ten years with the uh, airplane company Boeing. Oh wow. 
Yeah, I used to work there first. Um, then, you know, hair is my passion, though. Yeah, I'm kind of like on the road to that. Um, but I'm, I'm a, I don't know if you know about DACA. It's a DACA, it's a program for students who came in from a different country before a certain age. So they give you like a work permit. So I don't qualify for any like help or whatever, but um, I just, I was like, I'll do the makeup and if, if, if everything goes well, then if they give us our residency because that's what they're fighting for, then I will go for cosmetology because it's passion, you know? And There's so much you can cover with that as well. Yeah, so I mean, I'm all for it and, and it's not easy. So I was thinking about it and I'm like, it's not easy. You, you're standing on your feet all day. You're cutting people's hair. You're, you're, you're dying people's hair. You're on the go 24 seven. Like I think that's what it is. And yeah. I admire that from you because from just from this little thing that I know about like cosmetology and what they do and what they have to go through and, and they having your own business going on and everything. Like it's a lot. And I admire you for it. So thank you. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, it, it can be a lot. Um, I also took my lash class um, in March, at the end of March, I think it was, or April. Um, so I do lashes now too as well. Oh, wow. And then having a cosmetology license because it covers esthetician, all of that stuff, you're covered. Yeah. But you have to have a license to do lashes. Yeah, you do. Because I wanted to do the microblading and I, um, I found out that you have to have your cosmetology license in order to practice. And oh, so they guys do it? Because they, they banned it. They, you can't do it in Maryland. It's illegal. No, really? I didn't know that. That's interesting. It, to know. It's, it's like, um, I don't know, unauthorized surgery. Really? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they call it, but really? they it. they don't want it to happen in Maryland. Um, they put it along the lines of tattooing and surgery and whatever else they take. The lady from the board told me that, and I was like, okay, yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's a little bit uh, unfair, I think. Yes, limited. Yes, because it's like, why not if you're, you're a, cost, a licensed cosmetology, why not? Mm -hmm. Crazy. I didn't know they banned that. That's, that's big right now here. Um, so going on for um, the and back to like endometriosis, tell us a little bit about like your story. Like when did you first started feeling like cramps, pain, or discomfort, or anything that 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 now you kind of connected to it? Now that you know you have endometriosis, you're like, oh, this is why this is why it's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so honestly, I so let me start with the migraines. I've had why I discovered what I now know is a migraine when I was about 11 or 12. And I honestly don't remember. My mom didn't remember when I forgot my first cycle, but um, my migraines were just like they are now. They come every few years and then they stay for like a month on and off. But um, as far as the endo, like the pain in the stomach and the swelling and all those things, 2011 was the first signs of a lot of that stuff. Um, and then I was diagnosed in 2015 when I went for my amectomy because of fibroids and ovarian cysts that they had to remove. And so they did that. Glad you would have never found out. Nope. They did a, a colonoscopy. I went to, I had MRIs, I had everything. And of course, we know you can't see anything on any scans. So um, even with the stage four, you still can't see anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had several tests done. They didn't see anything, so they cut me open. Wow. And I know you. Um, I know you're a very strong person because we talked a little bit before, you know, coming on to the podcast and stuff. Um, I admire you a lot just by listening to your story. Like, it makes it makes me feel. Uh, how can I explain it uh, without it sounding too? It's it's in a like like it's nice to know that you didn't let yourself fall down so it makes me proud to hear that you 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 took that strength and you put it to work and yeah. I, and that's a lot of things that we don't do when we end up getting diagnosed or for whatever reason like like myself i couldn't take it i fell apart like 
I was diagnosed something that I went into a slight depression in April this past surgery that I just had. Yeah, I, I didn't say anything to anybody. Like my kids, nobody knew I was in my room, you know, because I'm still healing from surgery. So, I, I mean, I think because for one, I didn't realize, I realized how serious it is, but to see the scars actually on my stomach, like cut north, south, east, and west. And when I got surgery, literally it was on a Friday, by Tuesday, my stomach had all these fluid blisters on it. Yeah. That vision and I had allergic reaction to the Dermabond. Oh no. And that's why I said I look like Shrek in the belly. <laughs> because <laughs> it was like fluid bl- I mean it was bad. So the doctor had to literally in this office take a needle and drink each blister and cut the Dermabond off. I was like, we're not going to the hospital for this because you know <laughs> this yeah, is a thing. Um so he did that and I was closed up enough for him to put a band-aid over each incision. But, and I think I sent you those pictures, probably. But um, I then caught, a day later, caught another allergic reaction to the adhesive from the Band-Aids. And I never had a reaction to Band-Aids, ever. Um, So now I guess as I'm getting older and as my hormones are changing, like my face has been acne. I've never had acne issues, ever. Until I found out about this endometriosis stuff, you know. Um, And I was in a slight depression I'm not even gonna lie, I didn't want to talk to nobody. I turned my phone off, went on Do Not Disturb at all times of the day. I was just like, I can't, I don't even know what to do. You know, I can't function because what is going on? And then my stomach is like swole and it hurt. You know, I could, I was limited, very limited. No, yeah, it's very common um, for us and the warriors to go through as even a slightly um, depression for that I think in a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of situations it's more of the shock that you kind of knew you had it but you wanted to hear that you didn't have it because mm-hmm. at least in my case that's what it was I was like I, I know I have it but I'm I'm hoping I don't have it mm-hmm. so, but I mean surgery came up and I ended up having this endometriosis and I mean well now here we are I I, after I had my mental breakdown that's when I decided to do the podcast and I was like if if maybe my podcast can help one person then I'm happy I'm excited when I saw when I saw you come across I came across your page I don't even know how but I wasn't you know I reached out I was like whenever I can come on I will definitely share my story yeah and I love that I uh, it makes me feel good that you know I'm, I'm fulfilling my my purpose of the interview yeah. but um it, it it has helped a lot of people and I'm very glad it, that it has helped them and you telling your story means a lot um it means a lot of knowing that you started like your pains at such an early, early age and not knowing what's going on and and having to be like with 2015 getting diagnosed um that's what like i mean like almost 10 to 14 years or so of of not knowing uh if i'm doing the math right because i'm just trying to do it really fast but um that's that's such a you're still on, at a young age where you want to go out, you want to have fun, you want to you want to do what everybody's doing, and instead you're in bed or you're just not in the mood for it. You know what I mean? I lost a whole year with my kids because really? of where I had my hysterectomy, um, the partial in 2018. I lost a whole year of energy with my kids, and they really hurt so bad. I mean, thank God. It didn't hinder them in school, you know, or affect them like that. But um, I felt it and I felt helpless, you know. My yeah. stomach was, I had to cancel appointments, hair appointments and stuff like that. I didn't know how to explain it to anybody that I was canceling, you know, to where they wouldn't be disrespectful behind it, you know. Um, and I didn't lose clients behind a lot of that stuff, thank God. But, you know, it, it still feels away. Yeah, no, it does. It really does. Um, tell me a little bit about, like, when, like, when you have, like, out of the month, when is it that you have the worst of your period? 
or do you have pain throughout the whole month? Um, I think my, well, the ovary, even when I had both of them, the ovary that I have left now, I think it still thinks about the cycle or so. it's something that does to where I still get the cramps tremendously. And I get that nauseated feeling in my body. My legs are tired, like I've been doing something all day and I might not have been doing nothing all day. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm my heat impact, here's my right here. Yeah. <laughs> this around my waist, my neck, I have peppermint oil in here. Like, yeah, it, all that helps. Does it when it wants to. I really don't have a time frame. It does it whenever it wants. My legs get tired a lot. Um, I can't stand for long hours, long time periods. Um, I can't sit for a long time. Um, my legs will start tingling and get numb. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, the doctors look, and after, even after the surgery, when that started to happen with my right leg, I instantly thought, you know, after surgery, they always say a blood clot can be possible. So I wanted to rule that out. They did a sonogram on my whole leg and that actually hurt to have that process done. Mm -hmm. That's how bad it was like tingling and stuff like that but they didn't find a blood clot but um now it's a little more milder i just don't know what it is what's causing it right right yeah that's the desperation when it comes to you that that you don't know what's causing it and it and then people tell you oh it's just in your head like that's, no, that's it's just in my head like get educated before you yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I get I get a little feisty when it comes to endometriosis. I do too. I do too. Like, my family always make fun of me because I'm always talking and like, oh, you might have endo. <laughs> if it's like my niece, um, it's she might have endometriosis as well. Everything points out to be that she might have endometriosis. Ever since she was little, she had the same problems as I did. Gastro problems. Uh, now her period problems i gave her some of the patches that i was telling you about and it helped her uh, relieve a little bit of the pain so i was happy with that and i told her i have more if you need i'll order you some mm -hmm. uh, but at least you have somebody that can guide you and right. and For help sure. you out so Before. yeah but um so you usually get pain throughout the whole month then right mm -hmm. Does it, does it, because I know you have the cyst going on, do, do you feel that the pain is more intense during your ovulation days? So I do, I do. Um, and I feel like when, it, I, I never really could keep track of my ovulation days yeah. until it came <laughs> because it was so hard to keep track of because I had pain that would shoot anytime and then I had that type of pain from the ovulation or whatever the case may be. Um, the cramping would be crazy. It, it, it would feel like well, you know, fire. It feels crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I it was hard it's hard to determine sometimes whether it's ovulation or time or yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, my belly gets inflamed. I'm like, did I eat the wrong thing? Or you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to determine. Like I said, I, my bowels got obstructed. So I have to take um, a laxative twice a month just to detox. You know, um, I've been taking something called Calm. It's a magnesium powder. Have you heard of that? Yes, yes, I have. So I've been taking the lady um, at the holistic store gave it to me for my migraines. Yeah, I and it's really good for a lot yeah. of stuff. It, it helps. It helps in so many different ways. Um, it does help. Um, but I just hate having to take so You have to almost mentally prepare yourself for a list of things. <laughs> when to take yeah. this or what. It's like a recipe book. <laughs> yeah, I have my little pill box and everything. I feel like I was like, yeah, I'm a grandma and what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I have to choose like the comfortable pants and everything, mm -hmm. but it's good that you have like a structure that you follow. Um, I'm sure it helps a lot more than just kind of like having everything just out there. Right. Um, I think that's a very important part of like keeping up with yourself and self care and all that. Um, especially if you have endometriosis, like I'm not ruling anybody out, but if you have endometriosis, fibromyalgia, adenomyosis, all of those. You also have that too? I had it when I had my uterus um, before I had my uh, 
part. I meant to say that. that. So it was so much. It was adenomyosis, ovarian cysts, fibroids, and endo. Okay. Wow. Before I had partial hysterectomy in 2018. And then afterwards, oh, and he found a blocked fallopian tube. Endometrial tissue was blocking my fallopian tube. So he had to take all of that, left me with my cervix and my two ovaries. Oh, my God. And so that was this past surgery I just had in March was the removal of my right ovary, which and um, cyst was going inside and outside. And here we are <laughs> with yeah. one jingle. Wait, so they they did remove it, or are they going to remove it? Oh, they that they definitely took it out in March. Yes. Okay. Oh wow, in March. That's recent. Yeah, yeah. That's the surgery I just had. What do you? I mean, what do you say? You're still kind of recovering from it, I would say. Mm-hmm. I, I I can feel it tender still inside. Yeah, I would say so. I don't know the exact like the time frame of like when you should feel better, but I know that it's a long process when yeah. you get your like uterus thing because i'm so scared to work out abdominally like i'm so scared to work out i mean my stomach although i changed my diet and i lost 18 pounds but my stomach is loose <laughs> and so I, I my outfits they is a conscious thing now because it's like what do you wear and how do you look pretty on this type of day or when your stomach you know yeah. um so i haven't i'm scared to work out um i still think it's too soon i don't lift anything have okay mm -hmm. yeah that's really good that you're taking care of yourself because a lot of people would just be like oh i got the surgery let's go let's go go do this do that but no you're like no nothing there's repercussion <laughs> would you say that your period is normal or irregular very irregular it was um like um not a flow for three years up to my so i would say from 2015 up to 2018 probably a little before that i had straight clots as a cycle it wasn't a flow at all i had to wear the cloth the big diaperish pads yeah. um or layers of clothes because i did not know what to expect oh um yeah, I bled a lot. I bled a lot. I lost my my pain would be for the first two days. I really couldn't. I was lightheaded, nauseous. My my legs always got tired. Um, I almost felt like the circulation was being cut off, yeah. but I don't know what it was. And then I would just I never was anemic behind it, but I would always let loose clots, no flow. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this happened like. Uh, after surgery or before surgery? This was between 2015 and 2018. Oh, for those. So it was way before your surgery, right? Yeah, um, my, my partial hysterectomy was in December of 2018. And so I had I'd been clotting for the three years prior. Oh my God. Mm-hmm, yeah. And you say they're like, not like, oh, just black balls. They're actually like bigger. They balls. were, yeah, I thought, I, yeah. It, it looked like it could probably be a miscarried type of situation, but they were just wow. Yeah, it was bad, man. I swear, I had I actually had to take pictures to show my doctor because he was like, "Oh, no. I said no. These are disrespectful class. Like these are not normal, you know." So um, he did blood work. My, I was not anemic. Um, I did have fibroids. Um, that was a huge issue also. Um, they came back, they went and did the myomectomy in 2015, but they came back mm -hmm. and that with the adenomyosis and the endometriosis and ovarian cysts and yeah. the endo tissue blocking my fallopian tube. Who knows? Yeah. It was like a whole set of fireworks inside. You had babies on top of all of that. So they are a blessing in the sky. Yeah. They are definitely, they are angels, man. They are. And, um, the lady I had before I had my partial hysterectomy, I had a second opinion. Okay. Um, the lady suggested to try birth control. I had never taken it in my life because I didn't know what was in that pill. And I like what she said, it's the lowest grade. And I'm telling you, I didn't even know who I was. I did not, I don't know what that pill is the devil. <laughs> I did not know. It was like I was so emotional. I mean, I took it for two weeks, it stopped my cycle, but I was still in pain. And I'm my thing was. When it stops your cycle, where does the flow of blood that's supposed to release from your body go? Oh, yeah. So uh, where, 
Point so, in your so it's going to stay in your body and cause other issues if it's supposed to be released to cleanse it, you yeah. know. So um, I do that prescription on the highway, out the window. <laughs> yeah, they sent me on the prescription uh, on the Uva ring, the Nuva, Nuva ring, that's what it's called. And my doctor thinks I'm using it, but I'm not going to use it. I'm not even sexually active, so I was like, I'm not going to take something that's going to excuse my language it's gonna fuck me up right exactly yeah exactly. so don't know what it I, I don't know what is in that stuff it's yeah. crazy so it's like you need hormones but then it's like they give you hormones and then the hormones are messing you up so then yeah so that's why my kept my good ovary um that i have left because they said that if he it was hard to make this decision i had to make it by myself the morning of surgery of losing an ovary if it had to happen um i'm not gonna lie to you i cried all the way to the preparation room that alone they didn't have a bed for me because of covid but um he said i had to keep my good ovary because i needed the estrogen because of the level of endometriosis that i was i needed the estrogen from that ovary to balance things out or I was going to have osteoporosis, brain issues, bone issues, and he didn't want that for me. Um, and I appreciate him being honest, honestly, instead of just snatching them and, you know, me dealing with it afterwards. Um, I've had my doctor for 19 years. So, yeah. That's good. That's very good. I like that because all the doctors I've I've seen they're clueless. They mm -hmm. know much about it. He's an Indian doctor. I'm not going to lie. I don't really deal too well with American doctors at no. all. No. <laughs> I agree. And I'm in America. <laughs> People think we have it all great and everything. And I tell you, we're, we don't. Like, we're <laughs> that's me, my job provides a very good insurance and everything. But the doctors that they have, they're just they're so clueless. They don't know anything yeah. about endometriosis. We might well be the doctors. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, no, like, you're not going to just put me on this. Like, here's my scan. This is what I have. Request my records from the hospital and do something about it because I right. can keep living this way. Right. So they were supposed to request a, my records from the hospital when I got the blood clot, supposedly, and everything. So they haven't done it yet. I've been on their ass all this time but yeah. hopefully yeah. pass it on soon but i'm glad you're doing a lot better um aside from your ovarian cyst that you have now but um um i want to know a little bit about your history like your journey mm -hmm. how long did it take you um and how many doctors did you see before you actually got diagnosed so i had the doctor that i had had for 19 years when I, I relocated for a couple of years. I went there and saw a few doctors. Um, I want to say it was three. It was a primary care OBGYN doctor and it was a colon doctor. They thought I had colon issues because I couldn't go to the bathroom like that. You know, my bowels were obstructed. Um, but now in 20, 2018 is when I found out my bowels were obstructed. This was back in 2018 when I found, when I had these other doctors. Yeah. So all the time of this, you know, 2011 to 2018, those years, no one knew that I had bowel obstruction because it doesn't show on any type of scan. Like the colonoscopy didn't show anything. I had, MR, you know, MRIs, all that other nonsense. Not even Nothing. colonoscopy detected that? Wow. They said my colonoscopy was fine. And I'm like, so what is the deal? Because my bladder got, my bladder was, bothered my bowels were bothered and nobody could figure it out but my doctor detached he had to take those adhesions when he was inside it's the only way he saw it and you know it, I have the picture of the adhesions from this past survey I don't know what the other ones look like but just looking at it, it looks like spider webs inside of your body yeah. just like, like these little red lines so like right yeah, it's crazy. That's the endometriosis? I was like, wow. Uh, and then, so I'm learning also the right ovary is heavy with endometriosis for some reason. And like I was saying, the UK, a lot of those women lost their right ovary dealing with this endometriosis also. I don't know what it is with the woman's body and the right ovary. That's the one I lost. Yeah. It's, so I, it's, it's, a, it's a mystery, I guess, for now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hopefully they kind of 
there's a lot of symptoms out there that they're not officially like ruled by endometriosis like such as like your headache and all that like they're not paying attention to like hey you have a headache and you also have endometriosis that might be like one and one one and one connecting to mm -hmm. each other you know but yeah it is it is sad like having doctors like i'm glad you have your doctor for 19 years and they were able to help you and she yeah. Uh, you said it was a she, right? So she died. Oh, he? So yeah. he diagnosed you. Yeah. Got it. And that's amazing. Because, you know, I've had bad luck with male doctors. They yeah, just... I've never had a, the last female doctor that I had before him. Um, I think he had stopped taking my insurance. And I went to a local female doctor. I tried somebody different. And she went to do a biopsy and had these long scissors and didn't numb me or any of that stuff and just I just bled all over the table. Oh my god. Never again, yes. I hear all these things that I be angry. My current doctor, he puts me to sleep if he has to take a biopsy. You know what I mean? Like, because I can't be awake for something like that. That's just not going to happen. My mind will not function right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. And um, I want to know, because uh, you went through all this, these problems and, you know, you were diagnosed in 2015, correct? Yes. So when you were going through all of this, um, the end, like when you first heard the fact, the fact that you did have endometriosis, when they told you it is endometriosis, like what did you feel? within yourself like after they confirmed that you had that diagnosis i didn't take it as serious i thought it was just like having a cyst or something of that sort you yeah. know or the fibroids maybe like okay they can take care of it like mm -hmm. okay but i did not raise any mental awareness behind it until 2017 i think um, that's when I discovered there was an actual ribbon. It was a disease. Um, there was no cure. Uh, my doctor explained a lot of things, but I didn't process it then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't process it that way. But once I did, and I started to hear more and more, and I'm like, there was like an endometriosis, endometriosis march here in D.C. that they had every March. I didn't know about that. And they had booths where they had information and all this yeah, stuff. They started doing that over here, too. I never knew anything. I didn't know it was like a thing like that. You know what I mean? So um, around my times of 2017, 16, whenever, um, I'm, I started hearing more and more more and more women having it when I looked up the word and seeing like celebrities that had it you know um I read some of their information and stories and then when Gabrielle Union shared her story with the adenomyosis and the her infertility and the surgery she had the endometriosis really? like all the stuff she shared was stuff that I went through yeah except for the infertility part um she shared that they tried to put on birth control she said don't let them do that that's a lie all of those things she has an interview if i can find it i'll send it to you but yeah she had an interview a long interview where she talks about how she was given birth control and to control her cycle and her flow and her pain and this and that um she had adenomyosis and the surgeries and the all of those things and the endometriosis to the stages of not being able to have a baby. That's why they had the surrogate to have a baby. Yeah. That's yeah. I yeah, so. a good person to have a baby, which means a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's a crazy story for me to hear because I mean I have a child and I I couldn't imagine not having a child and then somebody telling you that it's gonna be hard to have kids it's i can't imagine like without having my babies yeah i, I, I look at my kids every day and i'm like thank you lord you know and i pray to goodness that my daughter does not have to go through what i went through at all you know oh yes i, I do pray daily <laughs> no i i i started doing ever since I first she was born and when I first found out my that's my biggest prayer that she doesn't 
have what I have and she can live her happy life and without having painful periods. And hopefully she's not one of the few that we we are in our family, you know? Right. You never know, it could happen. You just gotta prepare for it. If it happens, then at least she has mom, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, when you first got endo, um, and it was told to you that you have endo, was it explained to you and in a way that you would understand it? Or did you have to like do your own research kind of like? So I, I did not get an explanation in a way that I understood it. Um, it was on the paper, you know, the definition of it and what it entailed. But I didn't, I honestly folded the paper and put it to the side. Like, like I said, I didn't receive it that way. Um, and then after, he told me at the, when he found it, it was stage two. And I was like, wait, there's stages to this? You know, Yeah. that's when I started. I mean, this was a few whiles later after the surgery when he discovered it. But I was like, well, what What do you mean? Like, is this like cancer or what? what is this stuff? You know, so I was, I tried to put it off as a blur and forget about it. Like, it'll go away. I'm gonna pray about it. No. <laughs> it just yeah. got worse. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, there's no cure for that. And throughout all this, I know you said um, um, you've been going through this all on your own. Um, who or I would say what as well? Because like for me, my biggest um, my biggest support system that I call it is going to hikes and riding my bike in, in the trails. So that would be the biggest. And then, of course, my family would be my biggest support system. But I found that riding a bike is kind of like getting that support that you need. So my question to you would be, like, who and or what has been the most that keeps you strong and has been your support system? Um, honestly, yes, I have been dealing with a lot this whole process alone. Um, my kids are very aware um, now that I've kind of older now, you know, they're 16 and 12, so I can kind of talk to them differently about it. Yeah. They understand different things. So they're kind of my kickstand a lot of times if I'm in pain or if I'm, you know, when I had my migraines like a week ago, my son was like, mom, it's okay. He was just sitting here like holding my hand and all of those things. Um, but before, like when I first found out about it and all those things, even up to now, creating, crafting. Um, you see me posting stuff that I may have made or I've come across and I just do. I create a lot of stuff. I'm very crafty. Um, I just like to put my mind in that place because it just takes me away from the feeling and the know that I have something else that is just disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, I wish I could do, I wish I could feel better with my athletic side um but I've learned like I played in my alumni high school games um the two times the two years we had them it was fine but now that I've had surgeries that were more invasive to my insides I haven't really been like I won't run full court in basketball I refuse um the treadmill I've tried that I've done the laps around the, the um the uh track and stuff like that it's fine but after a while my legs start to hurt yeah I, I have my bicycle I've rode it several times and my legs start to hurt they get they feel like they're they are tired a lot um they so start kind of like heavy right yes they feel like they're losing circulation and I just don't know how to I had a massage a week and a half ago because, you know, I was telling you about the migraine, so I'm thinking maybe I need, I had, I had surgery, I was laying in the bed a lot, maybe everything was just tight. Um, the lady walked on my back, it was a little short Asian lady that does really good massages and stuff. She walked on my back and kind of got into different grooves and she massaged, she gave me a scalp massage, which was different for me. I've never had that before, but the area that's a trigger for my migraine, she actually was there a lot and held for pressure. It released a lot, but um, yeah, it's hard to find that activity right now to hold on to and feel comfortable and not be punished afterwards. Yeah. 
No, I feel you. I I take the punishment. <laughs> I I just I had like I have I went through a deep depression that I have to get out of my house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if it means hiking, doing whatever, and I have this thing with my skin that every time I go in the sun, it starts getting red and it gets like little bumps. I'll get little bumps all over my my arms and uh, my face. So it's kind of like scary, but I still do it. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I can't give up. Like, I, I want to go on hikes. And I have my little one. She loves going on hikes. Oh. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm, I'm glad you do have at least some getaway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, you're crafty and it, gives, it, it takes you away from that. So it, it, it's a good thing. And then you make money out of it. So, hey. Yeah, I just opened my new office space and everything. So there you go. My, my new girl cave. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Posted it and we can all see it. Yeah, it's on it. It's on my I did I did I think I posted last week. I did it. Oh, I'm gonna check it out. I, I kinda stepped a little bit away from social media. Yeah, yeah, know? I I totally understand. Listen, I'm just getting back into it. That's the only reason you've seen me probably post so much lately because yeah. I haven't um, I'm just learning about reels on Instagram and um, so I've been doing a lot of those just trying to get I just started my YouTube channel um, so I need to get that stuff into play but I'm not going to overload myself yeah. because I need a mental balance <laughs> you. or else you're going to like me <laughs> taking a break again no <laughs> so yeah but I got a little bit of a break it, it helped um, now I'm back so I got to slowly kind of cut, roll myself yeah into it but um um i know we talked about it but i want to ask you again because mm-hmm. it's a little bit different but um has endo affected like your work friends and family relationship it has affected um let me see how can i say this some of my work for sure, it's limited certain things. Um, as far as certain certain uh, time frames of what I, you know, certain styles I can do, basically, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I've had this last surgery, I kind of got to pace myself gradually back into working and stuff like that to grade two. So, um, friend-wise, they are some, I mean, some of the few that I can actually consider friends, they're starting to get, I guess, try to have an understanding of it maybe yeah. but a lot of response is dang that sounds like a lot so I don't really talk about it because yeah. are there I coolest, like, like you feel like I, I don't really have anybody that I can have that come like we can talk right yeah. now I, I don't have anybody that can have a relative talk conversation about this specific thing so it's kind of awkward <laughs> it's an imbalance I would say and I thank you for coming on to the podcast. It means a lot to me that you share yeah. your story, especially yeah. for being something that is so personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're able to to share with me and a lot of other women who listen to the podcast and yeah. Jen as well. Um, it really means a lot to me. I can't express how much I, I am thankful for you telling me your story because every story, every interview I have, there's always something I take from it and I yeah. learn from it and, and, and I, I can relate to it. Such yeah. as like your, you know, like your depression, I can relate to it. Um, sadly, we went through similar situations, but some of them are more intense and mm-hmm. it's good. It's nice and it feels good to talk to somebody that can understand you and yeah. feel your pain. Mm-hmm. And not only doing the interviews, um, helping you but it's also helping myself and hopefully it helps another person out there yes for sure and just to end it um i won't take more of your time because i i took a lot of your time with the technical difficulties and stuff we're in those sisters we're in this together okay you have 70 i'm here if you need me and i I really mean what i say if you i'm here thank you and it goes same for you even if it's three o'clock in the morning and whatever has and you need me girl i'll be there because i know how it feels when we're feeling alone or we're depressed or 
or we go through an anxiety attack you just need to talk to somebody and help them manage all of your your feelings because you don't know how to manage your feelings at the time so yeah. i thank yeah. you Sam. and uh we can always do an update uh podcast see how you're doing um okay. and everything i know it's not going to be a hard journey but you got this you, you got yeah this. you too you too and next time i'm out that way i'll have to make sure i reach out yeah so i can there to go <laughs> yeah and not only that but i wish you the best on your business and hopefully Thanks. i can support you soon and buy some stuff from there and, and oh. get you going but I, i definitely like i'm so grateful for your time thank you i appreciate it no problem so we'll end it there Hello guys, so there goes the interview. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview and her story um, about her and how long it took her to get diagnosed. Um, she was able to see her uh, OBGYN, so she was diagnosed by her OBGYN um, at the, at, uh, 19, with her 19, year old, 19 years of seeing her uh, gynecologist who diagnosed her. So that's amazing to hear. I love the fact that um, she shares like everything that she needs to share. She doesn't hold back and she wants to be a part of the endometrius awareness and that means a lot to me. Um, anytime that anybody reaches out to me or I reach out to them to be on the podcast um, and they say yes, they it means a lot to me because it's your time that you're giving to my episodes and it means a lot to world it means the world to me thank you to all the list now the listeners for your support and continuing supporting my podcast and thank you all to every single interview woman that i have interviewed for making this possible and this dream come true so hope you guys enjoy the story of uh the journey of stephanie carter i would follow her on her instagram once again it's urbanique co uh urbanique is spelled uh u um u r b a n i q u e c o so that is her endo uh, page and she shares a lot of information she actually launched her her uh, small business so let's wish her all the best and remember guys You can always be on the podcast. Just reach out to me at the end of this podcast on uh, Instagram or send me an email at the end of this podcast at gmail.com. So until next time, guys, and remember, if I can do it, you can do it. We can do this together until next time.